Bandwidth for all shows on the Aussie Tech Heads network is supplied by Aussie Tech Heads web hosting. For a fast, affordable and reliable Australian server with fantastic support, contact Aussie Tech Heads web hosting at aussietechheads.com.au. Aussie Tech Heads, Australia's best hosting service. episode 452 of the Aussie Tech Heads. As always, we are proudly sponsored by ATH Web Hosting. Check out the Aussie Tech Heads web hosting site and sign up for your cPanel. Setting up email is a breeze. Aussie Tech Heads web hosting is at athwebhosting.com.au. Due to popular request, this show is once again hosted by Will and Jason, the top two podcasting hosts in Yay! Australia. Yay! <laughs> Didn't we just do a show last night? I know, right? Like we're, like on, uh, we're going off. We're all over the place. We got, oh, we got, hang on. You know. Oh, yes, I am going off. <laughs> yeah, well, need, that, yeah, that, yeah. Well, I'm still in the same pose as last night. So, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we got we got Aussie Tech Heads now. We're ruling that. we got uh, Obsidian Loft, of course. We're going nuts there. Um, old Fart Geeks is going absolutely burko on the ratings. That one is crazy. Oh, it's, it's insane. People like retro stuff, apparently. Apparently. Remember how we just did that show was sort of uh, <laughs> off the cuff? Yeah, why not? We might as well do it. We're always talking about old stuff. Yeah, maybe yeah. we'll do a show or something, a couple of shows, see how it goes. Let's do let's do three shows we put a heap of time and effort and prep work into and, and for no reward. And let's do one show where we just sit down and crap on for an hour and let's make it go really, really well. And people love it <laughs> for no reason. Can't pick it. Can't pick a winner. Oh dear. If you so did, I'd do a lot mate? better at the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, I know, right? Which can't be that far away, right? Um, November, isn't it? Middle of November? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. That's only like, a what, a month, yeah. two, a month and a half away or something yeah. now? <laughs> not bad, not bad. Uh, how you been, mate? How you been? Not too bad. I just hope okay. that uh, when I do find a house to buy that's going to have some Indians or something around there. No, you don't want it. Trust me, it's overrated. <laughs> <laughs> so just a quick heads up myself and, myself and um, Jason are doing the show tonight because Glenn has moved house as you guys have probably been hearing over the last few weeks um, he's hoping to get it all set up but he ran out of time um, so it's just us but um, speaking of yeah and the end we've got the two best <laughs> hosts anyway so we don't really need the others <laughs> um, and Eric is uh, not here either no Eric's working poor bugger it must be a hard life having to work <laughs> Um, so yeah, but uh, I got the NBN a couple of weeks back, it was all excited, it all turned up, and we had the official, you know, Optus modem, and the, I just got my Fetch TV, and it's all hooked up, and it's great, and I mean, absolutely nothing works, but it's fantastic, I've got the fibre to the house. Stuck did on I the mention, side of the house. Did I, yeah, yeah, did I mention nothing works? Yeah. <laughs> um, and that they just randomly ran conduit down the side of the house and drilled holes in the wall. Not along the bottom of the house, no, like not, where the garden or the no, edge of it is. Not tucked along, away out of the way. A few know, feet up out, and across. Yeah, in the, across the middle of the wall. Um, and that was the best part of the job they did. Yep. They, ran, they ran it straight into the house and they literally... At the wrong end of the house? Through both the uh, 
Yeah, well, it's at the wrong end of the house to start with. They put it in the middle of the lounge room because that's you know exactly where I want my <laughs> I want my modem in the middle of the lounge room. Um, but they ran it straight along the wall in the middle of the wall to about the middle of the house. Randomly just picked that spot, drilled a hole from the outside to the inside, and stuck the modem on the inside of the wall. They didn't even put uh, face plates or anything on. <laughs> it's so bad, like dodgy just, brothers. Like, oh. I'll um I'll quickly show you here. I've got a couple of photos that I'll, I'll just quickly pull up from my Facebook page, and you'll see here like that's the installation. That's as far as they got. They managed to drill a hole in the wall, put a couple of screws in, and leave the crap everywhere. Um, that's the conduit you can see running along the side of the house. That's the front of the house. That's that's the road side of the house. Why would you even? You can see down here where there's a concrete meets timber. There's a nice big gap all the way along there. You could run it across there, couldn't you? You, Isn't well, that physically possible? <laughs> or is that only what smart people do? Um, and, yeah, so you can see that's like in the middle of the lounge room. Like the, my TV is just there. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Well, at least but, you get very fast television now. Yeah, well, so, I mean, my internet speeds are amazing. I'm getting like 100 down and 40 up until I actually do anything, like just try to stream or actually upload or browse Facebook. Um, so tell everybody that, how right? you're currently streaming Skype. Still currently streaming through the 4G. It's the only way I can actually do it. On his um, mobile phone. Yep, through the phone. It, it's, I mean, it's super fast. It's ridiculous. It's 100 and... Last night of the speed test, I got 133 down. I forgot to screen cap it. It's crazy. 100, 133 down and 95 up I got last night. <laughs> but, um... So I'm still streaming through the 4G uh, because apparently fibre to the residence or fibre to the premise... What are they calling it? Fibre to the premises, FTPP. Um, is completely useless for me at the moment. Um, not only that, my Fetch TV box not only doesn't work, but hasn't got the free TV stations activated, and the home phone doesn't work. So they only had three things to do, and guess what? Didn't do none of them well. <laughs> Didn't do any of them. So, yeah, it's been... Um, I mean, <laughs> the weird part is my cable's still connected. Yep. So, like... <laughs> huh? Uh, so I'm going to have to spend uh, several hours on the phone on this weekend. I just know it. Yelling lots. Um, Did I tell you so, what happened when um, the guy, my dad's next door neighbour, got his NBN installed? No. When they, they dug a trench down and cut through a water pipe. Oh, lovely. And flooded the backyard and then covered it in and then took off after installing the NBN and left the pipe just bubbling away into the backyard <laughs> and they had to actually call somebody else to come in, a different contractor, after he called his NBN ISP, they got a different contractor come in, cut, turn off the water, cut out a section of pipe, weld in a new one and then fill the hole back in again. <laughs> I'm in no way surprised. Um, I've heard some pretty... I mean, not only that, they rocked up in a purple, like, ex-Cadbury rental van. Um... <laughs> It had full of dents and holes. Um, the speed holes. Yeah, there was three of them. Two of them didn't even comprehend English, and one only barely spoke it. Um, they had no ID. They weren't in any sort of official clothing. It's only for the fact they actually had the work order on them was the only reason that someone let them in. Like they're not something. If they rocked up to your house, normally you'd call the cops. It's only because yeah. they had the work order and they knew what, you know sort of what day it was that they were allowed inside um and now so, you wish they hadn't <laughs> oh, i'll tell you what it's hard i mean i got i mean i knew right from the start that things like the 
the uh, router and stuff I got from was going to be flaky, but I, was, I wasn't worried about that because I was only going to use that for the phone part of it, um, and I was going to use another router and um, bypass all that anyway. But seriously, like nothing works. Out of the three things they did, nothing works. Jeez. So you expect hmm. better, don't you? Well, I expect some of it to work. At least it's better internet. than that crappy NBN label we're going to give us. <laughs> yeah. You mean the one that would have worked? Yes. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm impressed. Like, theory, theoretically, I should have fantastic internet. It's, it's fiber. It's all the way to the exchange. I know it's a fiber backbone because we've got the new estate. So a new fiber was laid in this area. We've got brand new fiber. So by rights, it should be really good. There's obviously something stupid going on. The problem is, apart from every second day the NBN co ringing me to chase up the complaint to tell me how things are going because I filed a complaint against the contractors. Yep. And then Optus ringing me to see if the NBN's ringing me. Uh, but the same person who I deal with at Optus for the NBN can't help me with the problems I'm having. So I've got to ring tech support separately. <laughs> God. So actually, I'll tell you what's funny. I was speaking to the guy filing complaint. I said, oh, I said, dude, I don't even know where to start. This is so bad. And his exact words were, don't worry, take a deep breath. I do this all the day. <laughs> so it's, it might have happened to one or two other people you're saying. So, by the sounds of things, it's not an isolated incident. <laughs> and every night he goes home to the scotch, right? <laughs> He's got an ample supply. That's it. And you thought that was water. <laughs> At least I hide my drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Cheers, true yeah. story. You, ma- you mask it as red wine. <laughs> you think there was just red wine in that glass? <laughs> uh, anyway, I suppose enough of that. We probably should start talking about actual news. Not well, just why don't we keep on the up. theme? The NBN construction costs will blow out past the $41 billion price tag previously forecast for the instru- infrastructure project the company revealed today. You know, that number that was so much cheaper and better than the labor one that was going to be crappy F expensive fiber to the house we put yeah. in now much 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 cheap oh well it was but now mbn today said its budget would likely increase by up to 15 billion dollars from the planned 41 billion to between 46 to 56 billion dollars likely sitting at around 49 the government's equity cap of 29.5 billion will remain in place and will run out by june 2017 MBN will undertake debt raising from 2017 from private sector, sector sources to make up the shortfall. Communications and Finance Ministers Malcolm Turnbull and Matthias Coleman attributed the change in peak funding requirements for the company to being, for the first time, able to accurately account for construction costs. So, the, i.e., the numbers that what we said before were going to be cheaper, we just made them up. And now we can actually tell you what the construction costs are in reals for example no, no, no. in 2013 the previous management of the nbn published the actual average cost of 2200 to 2500 to connect each premises via fttp they wrote the average cost to connect fiber to the planet that's fiber to <laughs> fttp <laughs> was file never 2200 to 2500 file transfer protocol <laughs> Not then and not now. The average cost has been over time fairly consistent. As at 30 June, the actual cost was 3632 in direct capex and 4387 including lease costs. Similarly, the company had previously underestimated the needs of rural and regional Australia, which helped them win the government election by telling porkies again. Yeah. 
with regards to fixed and wireless and satellite, Turnbull and Common said, without substantial additional investment, they will not be able to provide services to around 200,000 premises what they said they were going to. Capital expenditure for MBN's fiscal 2015 year came at $3.3 billion compared to $2.5 in fiscal year 14, as the company funneled more money into the build and operating expenditure hit $1.3 billion from $1.1 last year. MBN Chief Financial Officer Stephen Rue blamed the increasing expenses on the cost of switching users from the Optus and Telstra networks as well as workforce expansion. These costs will continue to increase with fixed line and network growth. Just as a side note, I just did a quick calculation. The current estimated population in Australia is about 23.8 million, mm-hmm. roughly at the moment. So you said, what did you say, $49 billion is mm-hmm. what you said that's going to cost? Around, yeah, that could go up right. to 56 let's, let's, let's say 49 That's a nice round number. Um, it's so the, really not a round <laughs> number whatsoever. The nine is sort of round. The, zero, the zeros are round. <laughs> There's lots of those. Um, so the average cost, assuming it's $49 billion, the average cost per person is... Mm $2,058 per person that's cost to get it to your premises, not including the, let's say, $100 a month for the rest of your life to actually have it. Yep. So, you know, that's a bit rude, really, for for an infrastructure that's... And now they're saying... The way way they're talking, an infrastructure is technically still in place. It'll increase to 4387 So that's nearly double what you just said. Well, I was going to say, if it's $55 billion, it's... 2,300. What number did they pull out? The average cost has been over time fairly consistent as at 30th June the actual cost was 3,632 in direct capex and 4,387 including lease costs. But that must be per person who has it not not per actual population because yep. if that's the case if, if that was if it was going to be that um, Yeah because there's a lot less people got it. Yeah so times 20 23 million 23 million <laughs> <laughs> more that's, zeros more zeros that's over that's over 100 billion yeah so that's doubling the cost if that was actually the case and communication minister malcolm turnbull has defended the government's back down on a promise to contribute federal funding for a high-speed internet cable connection to birdsville and nearby outback towns prime minister tony abbott shook hands with the deal with the Diamantina Shire Mayor Jeff Morton during a visit in May. But Mr. Morton has since been advised the deal is off because his area is set to receive an improved internet service from the first of two new satellites. Great. Satellites have got to be so much better than actual fixed. Well, satellites relatively quick, but like latency. Latency wow. is... You're not going mean, to play a game against anyone. Mm, dep- yeah, something like where... You know, latency is critical. It's an issue. Um, it depends. Like Plus a friend price. of mine has a friend of mine has satellite. Um, I'm trying to think where they are out, sort of oh, central Queensland, and they originally had um, satellite down, and it used to use uh, dial-up up, yep. uh, which actually wasn't bad latency. Like it was only probably, well, relatively speaking, like a hundred millisecond up. Um, but these the speed obviously was dial up, so it was pretty slow. But then once he got he the they got too far the 
exchange moved to the next major town, they shut down this local exchange, basically, and they couldn't have dial-ups, so they had to have two-way satellite. Yep. His speed then went nuts. His upload speed was like, I don't know, 10 meg, and his download was like 40. Yep. But his um, latency. latency was like half a second, like 500 milliseconds, which for web browsing and stuff, okay, you can deal with that. But yep. yeah, to try and play anything at all, even something... Or run even, a business. Yeah, well, anything that was real-time, like you try and do... Um, well, he, he used to be really heavy into World of Warcraft yep. until he got that. Once he got that, he could actually basically breach a building and then go inside and then do what he needed to do and then it would slingshot him back outside again. But You're like not so in there bad. yet. Yeah, it was so bad. So, yeah. yeah. My cousin's I mean, that... got satellite because she's on a farm in the middle of Whoop Whoop and um, besides the latency, it's expensive and also, well, the quotas are like so. mobile phone quotas. You get bugger all. It's few well, at gig the moment if you're it lucky. Sh- should be subsidised. If it's the only option, uh, it's subsidised, and it shouldn't be any dearer than ADSL pricing. No, hers is expensive. Okay, she hasn't looked into the subsidy. If there's no other option, if you can't get 4G and you can't get ADSL or anything like that, if you're too far off from the exchange and satellite's the only option, That's it's it. government subsidised. Should be. So, yeah. She yeah, gets so calls every now and then from Telstra and others saying. Hey, we would whatever you're currently with, we'd like to give you super fast ADSL. She's like, really? They're like, yep. She's like, okay, here's my address. They're like, yep, we're going to be better than them, faster than them, and cheaper price and more quotas. And you're in the middle of nowhere, and there's no, actually no <laughs> way to get ADSL to that house, is there? Nope. <laughs> See you again next month when you call back to do exactly the same thing. That's it. Well, it's like, but no different to Springfield, major developing. District. It's not even a suburb anymore. It's population in a couple of years is going to be that the same as Brisbane CBD. Yep. Um, and up until the start of this year, they had ADSL 1. A lot of the exchanges have now been upgraded to ADSL 2. Yep. Thankfully, the NBN starting to come in. Um, I remember but... when Springfield started and there was a family called the Simpsons who moved in there and everyone kept bringing them up and there was a new story about how annoyed they were, people ringing up asking for the Simpsons in Springfield all the time. Well, it's kind of your own fault, really. If you're named Simpsons, you don't move to Springfield. <laughs> right. um, so, yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of your own fault at that point, I guess. But, yeah. Um, so, that's, I mean, but... <sighs> What, actually, what were we doing last night? We did that speed test on that other um, DSL service. DSL reports. DSL reports. And remember it came up because I used, because uh, I have got the fiber and it works brilliantly for speed tests. It, don't, it doesn't fall over on speed tests. It just, you can't use it for anything else. Yep. Remember it said I was in the, what was it, top top 8% or something? Yes. Of, of a nationwide internet <laughs> speed. Mine was saying <laughs> I'm in the top 71% of TPG ADSL users. No, that's not bad. I only get like, I was getting eight and a half until I reboot later tonight. But you also need to check your um, buffer problems with your modem. You've got a buffer yes, test. something I learned last night about. I didn't realize that that was even a thing, router buffer. Yeah, too Who much buffer thought? is bad, especially for Skype. But do you know anyone who has problems with Skype ever? Uh, I, nobody on this podcast. Everybody <laughs> on this po- podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Every week. Yeah, it's um, that, that's interesting. Which actually is odd because that makes sense. Every time I use my phone and stream 4G, I never have issues because there is no router. There's no middleman. It's just a direct stream. Yeah. Every time I run through my, you know, my backend with the, uh, well, running through my backend. That's part of the problem. Um, every time I run it through my router and modem and everything like that, I'm getting those buffering issues, which 
Glenn would have been the same because I think he had two or three routers on the go. So that's something yep. that we'll have to um, investigate a little bit more, I do believe. Hmm. Going on from that story about people who don't know what internet technology is, Mr. Turnbull said that the two new satellite service would be much better, especially for video conferences. Video conferences would be so much better. There'd, there'd be absolutely no latency. You'd never talk over anyone at all because Skype um, is, has no latency now. Like It's completely real-time. He said a fibre optic connection would also provide an improved service to Birdville and other nearby outback towns, but at a great cost. It would do nothing for somebody on a cattle station. It would do nothing for people in one of the smaller towns like Yuraka or any of the other smaller communities. He said 93% of Australia would be covered by fixed line technology under the National Broadband Network, and that would be achieved by 2020. Don't ask so, me what I'm doing in five years' time. I don't have 2020 vision. So if you ran a cable, like a fibre cable, to a small town... Yep. And all the farmers will set up their own, yeah, you know, radio, microwave, Wi-Fi network that in no way would improve their current no, situation. Nobody wants that. Okay. 4% would receive their internet <laughs> by wireless in the remaining areas, mostly remote regions, by satellite. And they all love it or else. So the 4% that are... I'm assuming the 4% that are getting theirs by wireless like live on boats. Yep. <laughs> like, in the middle I mean, of the outback. <laughs> Yeah, they're in, well, they're out on a marina somewhere and you can't run a cable. Like, I'm trying to think what other situation you would want to have that. <laughs> Sucks to be them with the government, but there you go. Mm, Do you have it. any lovely stories? I've finished oh. trashing the government because Eric's not here. <laughs> I haven't even started. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, well, it's kind of government related. Have you ever illegally downloaded the movie? No. Well, no Nobody well, does that. I've streamed a few, though. Um, Australian film, bleh, Australian film distribution company Village Roadshow wants to see you. I mean, sue you. Oops. Chief executive Graham Burke has revealed the company intends to sue whoever they find to have downloaded one of its movies and also plans to block pirating websites. We're at this again, are we? Seriously? Yep. It's wrong. Pirates have been warned. So would they like go out there and they sail the again. British flag and you know set? Sail on the seven seas. Selling crossbones. Notices have issued notices. That's not even a sentence. No, it's it's just <laughs> there's words missing. It notices that they have been found doing. I think it's supposed to be notices have been issued and people have been found doing the wrong thing. Uh, yes, we still sue people, according to him. Mister Burke told the SBS. Uh, the question about whether he was worried about the company's reputation when it takes on everyday Australians who may struggle to pay the fines, he said he couldn't care less because he's in touch. He's like all the other. He's like a politician, <laughs> really. He said piracy was theft, and those who engage it should be dealt with regardless of whether they could pay up. So you're quite willing to waste a shitload of money on somebody who can't pay for it, yep. but you won't give it to them cheaply. Yep. Right. Sounds good. On top of suing the distribution company, Hollywood blockbusters such as Mad Max Fury Road and the Lego Movie wants to lead a push to have piracy sites such as the Pirate Bay blocked through new anti-piracy legislation. Yes, blockthepiratebay.org. That will completely shut down all <laughs> piracy worldwide, guaranteed. One hundred percent. You know your technology, sir. Yeah, I bow to you. There's no Pirate Bay proxies. Like you couldn't possibly go to Google and type in Pirate Bay proxies. And, and in no way would you come up with a list of several hundred proxies that you could get to the Pirate Bay through. Like, you, that's just something that we can't do these days. No. Impossible. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, basically, 
We're absolutely in the process. We're absolutely in the process of implementing action to block illegal sites. I Every can... single one of them. <laughs> all of them. All the internet. We're blocking it. We're going through the legal preparation at this stage, and we'll be ready in October to go to courts and ask them to block the sites. Tom Godfrey, the consumer of ad- the consumer advocacy choice. Oh, seriously, the consumer advocacy group choice told news.com.au that blocking sites would almost be useless. Yep. <laughs> Not quite, but almost. Anyone who has access to Google will be able to get around Australia's internet filter. The yep. whole exercise has purely been about some very, very big players trying to prop up their business models and take out competitors. He also believes that blocking sites will hurt competition interna- Competition international... Whoa, man, who proofread this thing? Seriously. Nobody. You. You're the one who's <laughs> proofreading it for them. I think so. Wow. Um, he believes that, I'm going to try and fill in the blanks send him an email Dear sir, do you even English <laughs> that blocking sites would hurt the competition of international companies that have been st- stimulated rather than actually stop pirates I think is what it's supposed to say who is the say. biggest purchaser of stuff people <laughs> have already watched it from by downloading it earlier and piracy and go my god this is awesome everybody should watch this and buy it and go to the movies and watch it that's me like I Stream, well, I don't download the stuff anymore. I stream it. But same thing. I've, I've been responsible. Like just take the Lego movie as an example because I happen to read it and it's in my brain. So the Lego movie, I watched it and more myself and Sonia watched it. And since then, I know that at least two dozen people on my recommendation have been to see it who weren't going to see it. And they paid money. Yeah, I know, right? So, you know. Yeah, because people, they go, Lego movie, that sounds a bit crap. And you go, oh my god, it's the best thing ever. You should check it out. They did some cool stuff. Oh, okay. Well, if you say it's worthwhile, let's all go watch it. Yeah, well, that's it. And uh, it'll be a movie about it, Pez dispensers. It, it has the opposite effect where, um, or pixels. It has yes. the opposite effect <laughs> where. Um, Don't go watch pixels. Something like Mad Max, for example, Fury Road. I've warned everybody off scene. So ah. it, it does have the opposite effect, I guess, as well. We literally downloaded Fury Road or streamed Fury Road. We got 25 minutes into it and I had to stop it. I could not bad? force myself to watch any more of it. Um, but yeah, so basically saying, so fair enough, they want to wipe out Pirate Bay. That's understandable. But they're using pirating issues. The oh, Okay, I'm not reading any more of this. Basically what they're saying is the same simula- the same old story. We're not going to give it to you cheaper. We're just not going to give it to you. Because that's going to help. And Pirate Bay is the only place to get illegal movies from anyway. So once they yeah, block access right. to that, then you know everybody you know, will be... Sales will go through the roof. Because kick, kick-ass torrents wouldn't be around. Never Pirate heard of Bay. it. No. <laughs> What's the... Uh, You're just what, making what, up words uh, now, are you? What are they called? Not BBS. Um, what are they called, the other ones? News uh, groups. News groups, yeah. yeah. Actually, honestly, I don't know much about news groups. I have had very little to do with those in the last few years. But Works apparently, very well with Sickbeard and Catch Potato. I was going to say, I know I know of Catch Potato and Sickbeard um, because I was setting up my pie and there are options you can put on your pie. And um, I so, un, you know, even though I have nothing to do with it, I still know about it. <laughs> and yeah, if, and, and your if they block the website. It works yeah. on the synologies really well. And if they just block the website, well, gee, I let me think, hmm, what mm-hmm. other options do I possibly have? Let's start with a VPN and go from there. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to watch South Park? Just Google for watch South Park online, and you've got websites that have got it there, and you can just watch it. So the only thing that stumped me this year that I like everything else we've been able to watch our away, whether it was the cricket, whether it was the footy, whether it was Bathurst, uh, not Bathurst, other V8 races. The only thing this year I could not find when we went away was Bathurst, a stream of a stream of Bathurst. 
It's wonder somebody didn't have it going from his bedroom TV or something. It was so weird. Either there was somebody, like, they must have employed a team of people to take him down. Because Telstra had the streaming rights, see, through the Telstra website. Could have been on, like, Periscope or... Well, I tried all that and I could not find something. it anywhere. I couldn't even find a delayed stream, like, half an hour, you know, delay or something. I just could not find it. So, Damn. whatever... <laughs> Whatever they were doing, they did a good job of it. But yeah, I mean, it's not exactly rocket science to find stuff like this. I just want to know, they mentioned, okay, they talk about enforcing the law and they're going to, um, you know, amend the Copyright Act and blah, 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 blah. Nowhere in this article, this massively, really badly written article, does it say anything about what it's actually going to cost you? Okay, they're going to sue me, but what are they going to sue me for? One what? million dollars. Yeah, well, that that's exactly right. Are they going to just say, you know, you owe us the twelve dollars you would have spent if you had gone to the cinema, or like? Nah, <laughs> you know. it's always like one hundred twenty thousand dollars or something that you would have spent when you went to the cinema. Well, okay, that's probably more realistic, actually. It's been a while since I've been to the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the popcorn. You didn't buy <laughs> all the popcorn and overpriced Coke. So you cost them $120,000. We actually went to the drive-in. Um, we're going to go That's again. And experience. the drive-in was... It's good to take kids seven, to that. $7, I think, per car to get to the drive-in. Yeah. A box of massive, big, freaking huge, bigger than you, you get at the cinema. You can't eat it. Um, thing of popcorn. Um, I got... Well, I got a voucher. I prepaid on the net, and it was 10 bucks. It got me one of those. It got me two bottles of Coke. Not that I have sugar, but... It goes in two bottles of Coke. Um, it got me two hot dogs, two hamburgers, and a handful of mixed lollies for ten bucks. Yep. Like, <laughs> can't do that at the cinema. <laughs> you can't. You can't buy a bottle of water for that at the cinema. No. <laughs> <laughs> How about a couple of TPG stories? I quite like my TPG, TPG. but it's being very naughty. After yeah, especially about ten thirty of a night. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, what time? <laughs> it's only eight thirty. We're good. <laughs> After talks with Foxtel. There's a bad start. TPG mm. is forcing newly acquired IINet and its subsidiaries to abandon competing pay TV service Fetch TV. Mm. Only days after the TPG deal was approved, IINet customers are already feeling the change. Closest thing Australia has to an online Foxtel rival, Fetch TV, is a free-to-wear personal video recorder which lets you sign up to pay TV packages streamed from the internet. With support from movie rentals, Netflix, and four Australian catch-up TV services, Fetch TV is one of the country's most versatile set-top boxes. Rather than buy a Fetch TV box outright, you can add it to your internet bill for around $10 a month, but with TPG's acquisition of iInet, the Fetch TV deal has been abandoned by iInet and its subsidiaries Internode, Transact, Westnet, and Adam Internet. That leaves Optus, Dodo and Slimtel as the only Australian ISP still offering Fetch TV to their customers. IINet and its subsidiaries will continue to support their existing Fetch TV customers with existing unmetered deals expected to remain in place as they are written into user agreements, but the ISPs are no longer signing up new users for that. Australians still can buy a Fetch TV box outright for 399 from Hardly Normal, Domain and Joyce Main, which is basically the same company. Yeah. Fetch TV is enjoying a fantastic run we're profitable, we have no debt, and we're experiencing record growth, says Fetch TV Chief Executive Scott Lawson in response to the TPG decision. The vast majority of our growth is attributable to our retail partners and other ISP partners led by Optus. Initially, some Fetch TV streaming features were restricted to ISPs which supported multicasting at the telephone exchange, frustrating users connected to Telstra D slams. 
This hurdle has been overcome in recent years and the full fetch TV service now works with any ISP. Optus has disabled the ability to stream digital TV recordings to devices around your home, having lost a legal stoush with Telstra and the AFL. TPG offers its own free IPTV subscription service, although it's limited to a handful of foreign news networks such as Al Jazeera English, Bloomberg, France 24, and Deutsche Welle. It does well, not... Honestly, out of all those, Al Jazeera is the one to watch anyway. Yeah, <laughs> forget the others. Yeah. It does not offer a set-top box. Instead, the IPTV channels are only available to watch on a computer. Last year, TPG unveiled a deal to offer 10 Foxtel channels via the internet, similar to Telstra's T-Box. The service was expected to launch by 2015, but has yet to see the light of day. Although scrapping the Fetch TV deal may clear the decks for a new Foxtel back streaming service. The move to abandon Fetch TV, even when TPG doesn't currently have an equivalent offering in place, doesn't bode well for customers, fearing that TPG acquisition will transform IINet and Co to cut-rate broadband providers. TPG has made name for itself as a budget ISP offering high download allowances, but blowing out contention ratios to force more customers to share the same backend link, leading to increased network congestion. At the same time, it's broken new ground, according, acquiring 4G mobile spectrum and controversially rolling out fibre to the basement in competition with the NBN. Fibre to the basement? Yep, for big <laughs> apartment complexes. <as> is. <coughs> It's, um, I mean, I, yeah, I like Fetch. Like, I got it with my Optus deal, obviously. And, yep. um, I mean, you get all the free-to-air stuff. Plus, you get, you know, 30 free movies a month. And of, flick, like, Netflix. random picks. Run. Well, on the new one, that's why I made sure it was part of my agreement. I got the new set-top box because the version 1 doesn't support that. The version 2 does. Um, yeah, you get Netflix. You get that stand. You get a few different bits and pieces, actually. Plus 15 actual Foxtel channels as well. Hmm. Um, so it's it's not bad. I I don't know why we use ten bucks a stop? month. Um, because yeah, Murdoch no, because actually. Murdoch hates <clears throat> Netflix and things that are competing with his Foxtel. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. But still, like it it gives you like that's your your selling point. If you don't have that, then what are you offering that you know to make people come to you? Like budget internet. Well, not really. It was the same price anyway. <laughs> like <laughs> you're not achieving anything. You just Dissing you, you yeah, anyway. Um, dissing them off. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> and as we learned a few weeks ago on uh, Old Fart Geeks, just, you know, so you guys know that we do actually learn things on that show. Who makes the uh, Foxtel boxes? We do. <laughs> we do. Which, uh, oh, dang it. Okay, I've forgotten now. Amstrad. <laughs> Amstrad, that's right. I was going to say. Jeez, um, dude, didn't you watch the show? There oh, was this guy who looks just like you, was in it. Serious, the last be a twin talking, brother. Well, we spent all night last night talking about MAME and stuff. I'm like, oh, it was MAME. I'm like, no, hang on, that's the emulator. Who, what was the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Amstrad is still, still raring to go in the uh, set-top boxes, just in case you're, you're interested. Hopefully they can fix the IQ3. You ever yeah. watch the deals on, on television? Foxtel, super reduced rates, like 25 bucks for lots of Foxtel stuff with the IQ1. Yeah. One. I know, IQ right? one. It was bad enough when it was released. What did it think of beat? I had the IQ one like 10 years ago. It only had like an 80 gig hard drive or something in it, didn't it? It wasn't that great. Because I know the the one I've got, the current one we're using, I haven't upgraded the new box yet. The current one's got a 500 gig in it. I think the new one's got a one terabyte. You need at least. Yeah, which I'm actually going to pull out, put the 500 in because it's got all the recorded shows on it. I'm going to put the one terabyte in my computer. <laughs> Good idea. 
<laughs> well, you know, I'm not. It's either that or put them both in my computer, copy all the bloody video files from one to the other one, and uh, stuff that. I'll just swap. There's them something you and... can't do with the TiVo because they've got a special proprietary format for all of the movies. I honestly don't know. I've read you can do it. I don't know how much mucking around. That's why I thought it'd be easy just to pull out of that one and shove it in that one, save trying to copy it all. Yep. Yep. So. And speaking of the TPGs, it's now offering Wholesale Partners the opportunity to access its fibre to the basement network through Layer 2 product for $27 a month, as demanded by the government's carrier licence conditions. Last December, the government revealed carriers such as TPG, who compete with the NBN, would need to offer non-discriminatory wholesale access to their networks and structurally separate their retail and wholesale businesses. The condition was specifically targeted at TPG, which took advantage of a loophole in the anti-cherry picking laws to extend its existing network in metropolitan mm-hmm. areas to build its own FTTB network. It's not cherry ripe, dude. Settle down. Oh. Blah. I hate it anyway. <laughs> the new license yeah, condition requires... Makes, requ- makes you blow a point like 07 or something on a breathalyzer. <laughs> The new license condition requires service providers to offer a layer 2 wholesale service for 27 a month before December 30, 2016. TPG avoided going straight for the baseline layer 2 offering, which only provides partners with a data link, on top of which they can create their own plans, initially opting instead for a fully managed $45 a month package in March. However, we've confirmed the IT service provider, internet service provider, has since started offering the 27 per month Layer 2 product to wholesale partners. Under the carrier license condition, the Layer 2 service must offer speeds of 25 meg down and 5 meg up. The product must not cost more than 27 a month, the government ruled in the license condition. The prices in relation to the use of local access lines, specified carrier may add additional charges <coughs> for backhaul to the point of interconnection. However, these charges should not discriminate between the specified carrier's own retail operations and those other carriers and carriage service providers seeking access like they do in the US. TPG, which last week won regulatory and court approval for its takeover of rival IINet, recently created a new retail arm to sell its wholesale fibre to the basement product to residential customers. The carrier license condition requires TPG to functionally separate its retail and wholesale business by June 30. Are you trying to compare us to the US... Yes. Why would we do anything that they do? Because the <laughs> backbone companies in the US are the ones who are restricting speeds Pulling for us. Netflix customers yeah, I know, to right. force Netflix to pay millions of dollars to them. Mm. Pretty much, yeah, it's about right. It's very bad. Uh, speaking of interwebs and very bad, well, according to the official <laughs> peoples, uh, the dark web is stronger than ever and showing Ross Ulbricht's prison sentence did nothing to deter crime. They need to understand without... E- oh, I knew I was going to mess up. I practiced it three times. Without equiv- equ- equivocation? Equ- equivocation? Sounds that's good. a word. Yeah, that's a word now. Um, there will be severe consequences. This was a message from Judge Judy Shine. No, from Catherine Forrest, who sentenced, the master- <laughs> who sentenced the mastermind behind Silk Road, Ross Albrecht, to life in prison without possible parole. It was hoped the harsh sentence handed down to Albrecht would act as a stern warning to dark web operators looking to follow in his footsteps. No. Uh, however, it appears the threat that fell on deaf ears because the underground online drug trade is as strong as ever. Shock horror. Seriously, shock horror. Do you know those people what go to jail for selling (laughs) drugs in Australia, bringing them into the country? Did it stop everybody from doing that? (laughs) No. According to a new study from Carnegie Mellon, I just want to go there because of the name, it'd be awesome. (laughs) Carnegie Mellon University examining online drug marketplaces because what else do you do at university? 
Um, <laughs> the experts, right? <laughs> I know, right? The Brazen Study saw Nicholas Christian and Kale Sakuza. Wow, the clues in the name. Use automated software to extract and harvest information from 35 dark web markets. Working stealthily under the radar of market operators. It sounds like a bloody... I keep hearing you saying duck web. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think another duck feet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, collected, the duo collected 3.2 terabytes of data which catalogued the products listed for sale and the vendors and buyers. Mr. Christian said the data indicated drug markets on the drug dark web were producing between 100 million and 180 million in sales annually. To put this into perspective, at the height of its reign in 2012, when we believed we'd shut it down, it was only reaching 22 million. <laughs> so I yeah, guess well they done. They didn't actually shut it down as well as they hoped. Just in case you're um, in case you're curious, you can get. Uh, let's see, what do they got? Uh, testosterone, 250 milligrams by 10 for cool. 16. What? symbol is that? I'm just trying to figure out the, the currency price. symbol. It's Euro. the current no no no. Yen. The currency symbol's a B with two lines through it. Bitcoin. Is it? Probably I was looking at that. Dark web. Oh, the dark web I was thinking that but it just looked wrong. Maybe it's just this photo. It just looks odd. But yeah, so you can get for point for point six nine of a Bitcoin of yeah. a Bitcoin, which is what, seven thousand dollars or something. <laughs> at the moment, yeah. <laughs> You can buy uh, Bureau Fano Fee. Bureau Fano Fano One Bitcoin equals 315 <laughs> Australian dollars. Okay, it's dropped a little bit. A lot, so yeah. It so to one, nearly 1,500. So point. So it's still 100 and like 200 bucks basically for, you know, tablets of testosterone. Um, so while these statistics, steam, while these statistics seem alarming, they're nothing compared to the drug... The, Compared to the global drug trade, which the UN has valued at three hundred and twenty-one point six billion, is that just the, what the UN deals, or <laughs> that's just their, that's just their trade? That's what they deal to the other nations. <laughs> it's great income for the country. But I found it hilarious. It's funny. We haven't heard of dark web. They've they've, they've deliberately kept out of the media for the last what three years or something to try and make you believe that this tactic worked. Yeah. And then in the last two weeks since um. Oh, whatever it is, that stupid uh, website got hacked. Ashley Madison. The, Ashley Madison. Story coming up. Yeah, but there's, ever since then, oh, the dark web, you know, is bad, and that's how they got into our website. And it's like, no, it's always been there. It's not a new thing. They just went, shh, <laughs> for a bit. <laughs> yeah, just because it didn't go mainstream media doesn't mean it went away. Don't tell them we're here. They'll never know. The Bitcoin story is actually a really interesting uh, YouTube video. I'll just quickly touch on it because I started watching it earlier today and I and I actually quite enjoyed it. But basically, 2008, an anonymous idealist published a paper under the pseudonym Satisho Nakamoto, uh, was described as digital currency. From I don't think payment. anyone knows who he is yet. Still, still, they no, had they it? had some some thoughts and some suspicions and went and confronted some guy about it. And they're like, "You're him." He's like, "No, no, he'd be he, if he wasn't a billionaire, he would be now." Um, the system was introduced as open source in 2009. Four years later, the value of all Bitcoins was in the billions of dollars. Bitcoin is peer-to-peer technology, operate with no central authority or banks, um, which basically defuncts the entire concept of currency as we know it. Up until <clears throat> that point, we always believed that there had to be a common currency that had to be backed by something. This proves that a currency Hasn't can been back for itself. A long time. Yep. Well, I know we haven't actually had any gold in our reserves for the last fifty years, but What's the gold? theoretically our currency is backed by gold or pork bellies or whatever they happen to buy at the time to make it worth money. Iron in this country, son. 
<laughs> and coal. Iron and coal. Yeah, great. Here, can I have my $400 in coal, please? <laughs> I need yes, yes, you can. <laughs> At Christmas time, Grant. Yeah. It's about the only thing we can give you these days. <laughs> Go and sit on it for a while. We don't have any other products in Australia that we can export <laughs> anymore. So, but it's an interesting, um, it's a really interesting article if you want to, um, yeah, learn about bitcoins and stuff. Go check it out. It's, it's it just proves how, what sort of false economy we really do live in. Yep. Speaking of that thing you were talking about before, a hacker potentially involved with the Ashley Madison leak may have been exposed and has previously compromised the website of the Australian Parliament. Good work, son. Was that the one who graffitied it? <laughs> the allegations put forth by investigating computer security journalist Brian Krebs and comes just a day after Avid Life Media, the company that owns Ashley Medicine, offered a $523,000 bounty for information that identifies the culprits. So he's just like, yeah, the it day after nice. you announced that, I know who done it. I couldn't tell you before because there was no reward offered. Yeah, I know, right? A group calling themselves the Impact Team have taken responsibility for the hack, but at this point the group's members remain faceless. However, this could be the first chink in the armour. That's racist. In an article posted to his blog, Mr. Krebs accused Twitter user Thaddeus Zhu of being involved and believes he's unintentionally left incriminating evidence. The user of the account is prolific tweeter and sometimes posts hundreds of messages a day. Suspecting his involvement, Krebs downloaded the Twitter feed and sifted through it for clues. Among them is a bizarre tweet he directed at the Australian Parliament in 2012 after the compromise, he compromised the website of the Australian Parliament, according to the post. The tweet contained the lyrics of Aussie band ACDC's hit song, Thunderstruck, Parliament of Australia, Dead Link, Oi, 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 TNT, Dynamite, listen to ACDC, hear it read. It has been revealed that the song played in the background of a message left by hackers and staffers computer at Ashley Medicine informing them of the breach. Following the tweet to the Australian Parliament, he retweeted a similar message to a computer security company in the Netherlands. Next time it will be Thunderstruck ACDC, he wrote. Before the news of the hack was public, Zoo was tweeting to others about getting the show started and a screenshot posted by the user showed a tab with the song playing on YouTube. The user's account boasts a number of previous smaller hacks involving the hijacking of routers, network cameras, printers and websites. Brian Krebs claims to be the first to know about the hack after the Impact team contacted him on July 19 and confidentially shared a link directing him to the cache of stolen data. It was minutes later that he noticed the Twitter user also posted a URL to the hacked information. It was this that initially piqued his, con his suspicion. Another thing that led Krebs to believe the person was involved was when Zoo posted a copy of the team's Time's Up statement that it announced the leak of the data a full 24 hours before many journalists had become reporting on it. In countless tweaks, Zoo denies involvement with the hack but frequently uses the royal we when referring to the hack. Uses <laughs> the royal we once they've got a special room or what? <laughs> it's a royal flush. <laughs> It's possible that Zoo is instead a white hat security researcher or confidential informant who has infiltrated the impact team and is merely riding on the coattails or acting as their mouthpiece. But one thing is clear, if Zoo wasn't involved in the hack, he almost certainly knows who was. The Toronto Police Service leading the investigation of the data leak has been linked to two suicides in the company country and have enlisted the top cyber investigators in the FBI and other US agencies. <coughs> I want to show you something interesting. I just saw an 